On the 10th anniversary of my mother's death, my friend Laura and I discovered her husband Fred hanging from a western sycamore over the creek that runs behind our houses. If Laura had registered Goldie's yips coming through the back porch screen, she would have known something was wrong. Fred always took Goldie with him on his early morning walks, not today. After showering and dressing, Laura had returned to the bedroom to make up the bed and found Fred's note tucked under her pillow. Her desperate phone call brought me screeching through red lights just after dawn to reach my old neighborhood where I found her weeping and shaking at her front door. Since I had returned to Los Altos a year ago, Laura and I had met for lunch a few times, sometimes at restaurants, sometimes at my apartment, but this was the first time I had been past her front door. I followed her through the house out to the patio. We walked along the deer trail until we spotted Fred's body hanging from a low branch, toes trailing in the bubbling creek water. I worry a hard knot in the muscle of my arm while I tell my story to the police. My arm has been sore ever since I gripped Laura's shoulder with enough force to spin her around and propel her back to the house. I had left her sitting in her easy chair, face in hands, rocking and sobbing while I went to make phone calls, first to the mortuary, then to the police. Now, investigators down at the creek are cutting a section of thick sisal away from the tree branch to release it from its gruesome weight. The gurney squeaks and groans as paramedics push it up the grassy hill, leading back from Permanente Creek. Its wheels thud against exposed tree roots that snake near the surface of the overwatered lawn. I lock eyes with the police officer who blocks my view of the corpse. At the same time, I try to catch what Laura is telling the detective. Pretty Laura, dressed for Saturday morning errands in a flower print sheath, French twist pinned in place as effortlessly as the ease with which she has lived her life. So it appears, but it's an illusion. When my mother died, I had the mortician's phone number written on a list by the telephone. Involving the police, however, is a new step in this sad process. My mother died in her sleep, in the house we shared up the street, a bungalow that burned down ten years ago. The difference is, her death was anticipated. Leora gave out. Fred gave up. Even now, the image of Fred's body, head hanging, shoulders slumped, pant legs rolled up to his calves to bear the shocking whiteness of his legs and feet, glues itself in my brain. Why did Fred take off his shoes before he stepped up on a stool brought down from the garage, stuck his head through a looped rope knotted to a tree branch, and kicked the stool away? His shoes lined up under the tree, socks neatly folded inside, stick in my memory like a perfectly exposed photograph gum-cornered into a picture album. Blessedly, Fred chose to face the creek bank opposite the house when he swung his 210-pound frame out over the water. Laura was spared having to look into the purple bloat that was once a pleasingly boyish face. It was I who followed the police down to the creek bank and identified the body. Now Laura stands in the backyard, one hand splayed across her chest as if she is trying to hold her heart in place, the other hand rubbing her left temple. Fred wasn't doing well. He was very depressed. 
IBM was talking to him about taking an early retirement, and he seemed to be adjusting to the idea. He always fought so hard to... to... The two officers close ranks to form a tight conversational circle as the paramedics wheel Fred's body up the path around the side of the house. The ambulance, motor running and lights flashing, has attracted the attention of the neighbors. Closing his notebook, the detective asks to see the note Fred left. Laura pulls it from her pocket and offers it up. The detective reads the note and passes it to the officer. All right, then. That will do what I think. The officer refolds the note and hands it back to Laura. Ma'am, we are sorry for your loss. We'll be in touch if we have any more questions, but I don't think that's likely. Is there anything we can do for you before we go? The detective shifts his body slightly to shield Laura from the eyes of the crowd, drifting closer to get a better view.